Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss laboratory-made food alternatives to save the planet, two simultaneous strikes in California hospitals, and new anti-LGBT guidelines in Florida. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 135 for the week of May 2nd. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Benestilli. Before we get started, our diagnosis code for this week is Y93.56 or activity jumping rope. Whoa. Uh-oh. I feel like this one makes sense. This does, yes. But do they classify every outdoor activity? Right. Skipping rock. Uh, hopscotch. Hopscotch. Like, I want to know the diagnosis code for all of those. Croquet. Croquet, yeah. Bocce. Um, yeah. yeah, jumping rope can be dangerous though. There's ropes involved, there's jumping involved. I mean, that's a recipe for Pavement. disaster. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Pavement a often. recipe for disaster, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Uh-huh. Get tangled up in the rope and fall over. Yeah, I mean, skin your knee or something. Nasty. Jumping rope out there, watch out. You could get yeah, be careful. with the code. This code's for you. Yep. Anyways, first up, we have going green by going to the lab. The planet is under immense pressure while trying to feed nearly 8 billion people. Lab-grown meat or ground-up insects could reduce the pressure by 80% when compared with current European diets. But it's not yet clear if consumers will want to shift their eating habits. A host of non-conventional foods are being developed with the aim of providing food rich in protein and other nutrients while being gentle on the planet by using less water and land. Scientists in Finland studied the nutritional profile of some of these products and looked at three measures of environmental pressure, the use of water, land, and potential carbon emissions. They say switching meat, dairy, and other animal products for alternative foods could reduce these impacts by more than 80% while providing a more complete range of essential nutrients than a purely vegetarian or vegan diet. The research published in Nature Food examined new foods that are expected to become a bigger part of our diets in future years, many of which rely on high-tech methods to grow animal and plant cells in bioreactors. It's kind of gross. Hear, yeah, I didn't hear anything you said after ground-up insects. <laughs> ground up. <laughs> I was, that's the only thing I focused on this entire time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our delicate praying mantis special filet. Sick. Salad. Me? Yeah. Made out of 400 praying mantises that we smushed together into a patty. Like, <laughs> It's good protein, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Kimon and Pumba were always right. Slimy but satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gross. I think, didn't they, there's also conflicting studies saying that, like, although this is good for the environment, it might not be as good for you. Right. Because it's processed food. And it's not just right. regular processed food, it's like, Lab-grown processed food, which is like, uh, yeah. Just don't think about it. I guess it's not that much different than hot dogs. That's true. Just don't think about it. If you if you just focus on the taste, because everything they can make anything taste good. If you focus on the taste, you're like, all right, here we go. I'm fine. Hot dogs are delicious. They are, but man, they're not good. <laughs> I like read an article that was like, when you eat a hot dog, it takes like roughly like. It was like a few hours off your life or something like that, or like a day off your life. Oh, and I was yeah. like, 
And I was just like, shrug. Is that, is that weird that it makes me want to eat more hot dog? I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Right, death by hot dog. All right, next up we have double whammy in California. Nearly 5,000 nurses at Stanford Healthcare and the Lucille Packard Children's Hospital in Palo Alto, California, went on strike Monday as they negotiate for better pay, more staffing, and more support for their mental health. The nurses from both hospitals went on strike last week after the labor union representing the nurses announced the strike on Sunday. The union says 93% of nurses voted to authorize the strike. The union says nurses gave hospitals notice on April 13th of their intention to strike after hospital management and the union did not reach an agreement. The labor contracts for the nurses at both hospitals expired on March 31st. The union has not announced an end date for the strike, but representatives are scheduled to meet with hospital officials on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, strikes. This, is, uh, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Um, it has to do a lot with burnout, so that's cool. Yeah, I guess it's a shame, um, but you know this is how work reform happens. I guess so. It is the strike is like tale as old as time, man. Stop tale working, people are gonna time. be like, oh, we need these people to work again, and they figure it out. Yep, like I've been working too hard already. What do you mean? Right. It's a shame it has to come to that though. It's a shame that people can't just recognize when they're stiffing employees or not creating a great work environment. On their own right. it takes something like this to do that but sometimes employees gotta take things in their own hands yep next up florida continues on anti-gay crusade well what a headline the Perfect. florida department of health released guidance last week that seeks to bar gender affirming care for transgender youth in the state including social gender transition the guidance, which is a non-binding and not a rule or regulation, was issued in the statement by Governor Ron DeSantis and State Surgeon General Dr. Joseph A. Latipo. It recommends against medical transition for children under 18, including puberty blockers and hormone therapy and social gender transition. The latter can include wearing gender-affirming hairstyles or clothing, and the state's guidance also says gender reassignment surgery should not be a treatment option for children of adolescents. Uh, so this is a very politically driven article, but it's good to know what's going on in the world and the nation for that matter. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it does deal with healthcare. I mean, it it's transgender healthcare and mm -hmm. that's, it's difficult because I think a lot of people don't see it as healthcare. I think men, most not most, but some people see it just as like preference or something like that rather than like, no, these are like, even if it's just mental health care, like people who struggle with their identity, like that's right. a mental health issue right there. And there should be care for people going through things like that. Um, it does seem like a shame that Florida is very like taking a hard line conservative stance on this rather than, you know, listening to experts or anything like that. They're just sort of unilaterally making decisions but that days. is politics yep so hopefully people who need care are able to find places to give them the care that they need and maybe that's just not in florida maybe that's somewhere else with that let's go into our next segment b-r-e-a-c-h breach patrol it's a breach all of the latest cybersecurity breaches
Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. I think it's my turn this time. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Albert's turn. It is digital payday. Hey, hackers breached the Instagram page of Board Ape Yacht Club, a popular non-fungible token collection, and used the page to steal digital assets estimated to be worth about $3 million. Yuga Labs LLC, the company that created the Board Ape Yacht Club collection, disclosed the breach last week. A non-fungible token, or NFT, is a unique digital asset stored on a blockchain that users can buy and sell. Yuga Labs said that hackers had gained access to the Instagram page and shared a post containing a malicious link. The post led users to believe that clicking the link would allow them to participate in an airdrop, the term for an event where NFTs are distributed to participants. Users were instead directed to a malicious website that tricked them into sending their NFTs to a digital wallet controlled by the hackers. Yuga Labs said in a statement that their two-factor authentication was enabled and the security practices surrounding the Instagram account were tight. Yuga Labs and Instagram are currently investigating how the hacker was able to gain access to the account. Yep. Wow. So well, that, NFTs. That ape wasn't bored for long. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't <laughs> think the NFTs. Uh, I don't think the NFTs. I mean, maybe the assets for NFTs were breached, but the NFTs themselves weren't, which is kind of the whole thing of NFTs, right? So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club is the biggest, most selling NFT out there. So I'm not surprised that the organization that designs them is, you know, getting hacked. Now, obviously, yep. it's just an Instagram page, so it's not the end of the world. This kind not of stuff happens all the time. Right. <clears throat> Next up, not the half million you want to win. I don't know about that. Whoa. Federal investigators said a cyber attack on a North Dakota-based company, Adaptive Health Integrations, affected more than 500,000 customers. The company provides software and billing services for doctors and healthcare professionals. Adaptive Health Integrations was breached around mid-October 2021. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said the security breach affected 510,574 people. The company determined that certain potentially accessed data contained personal information such as names, dates of birth, contact information, and social security numbers. <laughs> like some personal information, and then it's like, oh, like, social security numbers. And literally everything, like the important stuff. <laughs> yeah, a, uh, oopsies, I guess. Well, that is a half a million I don't want to win. That's, that's, that's an accurate headline. Unless you're a hacker. Ooh, that's ding, a ding, ding, ding. And then, yeah, that's a good, that's a good score for you. I think uh, adaptive health integrations is probably more of a business associate than a, a f yeah billing revenue services for laboratories. So all right, nice, nice. Yeah, they do have a notice of data security incident on their webpage. Good to so know. Good. See, doing the right thing. I'm not sure that they're providing. Oh, oh, eligible for credit monitor services. Hey, there they there go. go. Love and that. They're helping people toll-free response line. And it's available from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. So that's Perfect. good. That's great. Finish it off, Albert. All right. Last, I guess, lastly, we have Brazil improving security. Brazil has seen an improvement in its data breach situation with an 80% decrease in the number of cases seen in the first three months of 2022, 
according to new research by cybersecurity company Surfshark. Over 285,000 Brazilians were breached between January and March, placing Brazil in the 12th position in the ranking of most breached countries globally. That's better than the last quarter of 2021 when Brazil occupied the fifth spot on the list. On the other hand, data management incidents involving large companies continue to emerge in Brazil. Hey, 80% hey. decrease. There you go. Yeah, that's good. They're getting better, but they're still struggling. So, I wonder where the United States places on this list. I imagine we're pretty probably number one. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, we're because so big. we're the biggest targeted, right? Yeah, targeted. I would imagine. I would imagine we'd have because to because be. we're just so much better than every other. Oh country my ever. gosh! Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's good. I mean, you know, progress one way or another. I guess. Sure, sure, I guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, why not, why not, why not? <laughs> Good job, Brazil. And that's, it. Oh, and that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.